You are now listening to the Hunter's Advantage Podcast. Christian Babcock, the host of the Hunter's Advantage podcast. And what we do on the podcast is we talk to disruptive companies in the outdoor industry, talk about innovative hunting solutions that are changing the landscape, as well as offer you tips and strategy for more successful hunts. All in all, I just want to help you become a better hunter by providing you with high quality knowledge and information that you can trust. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Hunter's Advantage podcast. This is Hunt Talk episode number seven. It's just me, Christian. What a weird way to say that. It's just me. I'm Christian, recording this podcast by myself this week. Um, so I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, um, celebrating with either friends or family, or if you celebrated by yourself, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving regardless. Uh, so I was up in Oklahoma for my Thanksgiving this year just happened to be one of those years where I've spent Thanksgiving with my family and will spend Christmas with my wife's family. Uh, but anywho, I was up in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. Didn't know if I was going to get to do any hunting while I was up there because after, you know, six week, you know, six weekend stint of hardcore hunting, Sleeping in and eating a lot of turkey, ham, and mashed potatoes sounded pretty uh, pretty awesome. But my brother, little brother Luke, ended up dragging me out one morning, which was really fun. Hadn't shot a deer with a rifle since 2018. Hadn't been rifle hunting in probably three years. But my little brother wanted to go together. He's 13 now. And we're like, all right, let's get up in the morning. Let's just go out. So... Me and Luke got out one morning, got out into the blind, and I brought the 6.5 Creedmoor, which, you know, if anybody keeps up with any of the rifle talk or the, the ammunition or the rounds talk, the 6.5 is like the talk of the town right now. And so brought out the 6.5 Creedmoor, ended up having four does run by us at about uh, 150 yards. They ran out to 300 yards, and one of them stopped and... Luke, being a young fella like he is, was like, shoot one. And I was like, listen, man, I don't want to shoot a doe that bad. And I'm not taking a 300-yard shot on a doe. But uh, so anyways, a couple of, you know, probably 30 minutes later, we had a group of does walk, work by us at uh, about 120 yards. And Luke was like, shoot one. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I ended up handing my... <clears throat> my 13-year-old brother, the camera, and smoking this doe at 120 yards, just heart shot her. She ran 10 yards, blood spraying out of both sides and just piled over. And before <clears throat> you can even get her, get this deer falling down on film, my brother's handed me the camera going, there's another one, give me the, give me the, give me the gun. So I handed the, <clears throat> the gun back over to him and, had a little bit of magazine malfunction. I guess my dad likes to keep ammo in these mags all all year long or for multiple years, and the spring was wore out on this mag, and so it wasn't pushing another bullet to the top. And my brother, he he loaded the, he racked another round and he pulled the trigger, click, and then he racked another round and pulled the trigger and it clicked, and I'm just 
you'll see this on the footage when I release it on YouTube, but I just couldn't help but zoom out and film him just, I was laughing and he was getting really frustrated with the, the whole situation. And I don't know, I really enjoyed watching him kind of panic, you know, cause when you're young and you haven't shot that many deer, you really want to, you really want to shoot some deer. Um, especially when <clears throat> you get to share it with your brother, but Oh, I just got to watch him panic for a minute. Eventually, he ended up taking a round out of the mag and just shoved it directly into the barrel. And there was a doe that had ran out to about 220 yards. And she stopped. And he got up on her um, with that 6.5 Breedmore and just let it eat. And at 220 yards, and 13-year-old brother ended up dropping that deer. And he just looked back at me and he said, dropped it. And, uh, so we got to share that, that memory together the day after Thanksgiving, he had been asking me to go out, uh, go out all week. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I'm, I'm tagged out on bucks. If you want to go, you come wake me up. And multiple times I slept in and didn't hear any knock at the door. didn't hear anyone trying to wake me up, but you know, the morning after Thanksgiving, he ended up waking me up. We went out and we got to uh, have a, have a double, double doe day, I guess, um, with rifles. So it felt good to get out and shoot one again with a rifle. It made me kind of miss rifle hunting in a way, just the efficiency of it and just the ability to kind of reach out and touch a deer that's, that's out there in little ways. It's just really cool. I love the intimacy of bow hunting, but there's something really, really cool about a rifle hunting as well. So we, we got out there and Harvested a couple of does together as brothers. It was really good, uh, real good practice. Um, killing animals never just pra- solely practice, but when you're doing it, uh, you know, to harvest the meat and and uh, you cannot use does as a as a way to prepare um, yourself, your shot process, and the way that you're going to uh, handle emotion and pressure and all those sorts of things. So he was practicing for a guided hunt that we have actually December 2nd um, me and my dad and my brother will be headed out to Bloomer Outfitters they both have buck tags buck rifle tags in their pockets and they're going to be trying to shoot a buck this next or I guess this week starting on Wednesday I've got a 10 day period where I'm off from let me make sure check and see when that is from December 1st to December 12th I'll be off and some of that will be spent in Toluga Oklahoma hunting with Jesse Bloomer at Bloomer Outfitters hopefully I'm going to try to lay down some footage of my brother shooting a buck at Bloomer Outfitters and then my dad hopefully shooting a buck what's really cool about this place is it's managed super well Jesse does a great job managing the property I've actually bow hunted out there I shot uh, on on our YouTube channel the Hunters Advantage YouTube channel, you can see a video of me hunting at Bloomer Outfitters last year. Um, it's titled Warrior Buck um, Won't Give Up. That's from last season. It's just a real nice, heavy tined eight pointer that just ended up taking three arrows from my bow. He just ended up being a warrior. But we're headed back out there to hunt with my dad and Luke. Jesse's been sending me some pictures of a couple deer that will 100% gross over 170 possibly net over 170 and I'm hoping that could be a deer that 
we get my dad on and get my brother a nice buck as well. My dad's been hunting his whole life and, you know, took a probably a 10 year period where, and, and actually continuing. So probably longer than that of really allowing his sons to shoot first and to hunt first. And so me and Lauren got together, I guess it was more my idea, but Lauren and I got together for last year and we're like, let's get my dad and my brother a really good Christmas present and take them out to on an outfitted hunt. Um, so it's costing me a pretty penny, but this is going to be a hunt that I think I will not soon forget. And even if we don't harvest anything, it's been a long time since I've been able to just spend three or four days solely with my dad and my brother just enjoying uh, hunting. I haven't really got to hunt with my dad in years. So it's an exciting opportunity to get out. And that's what we'll be doing for the next three or four days starting on Wednesday. And then after that on Saturday, I'm actually headed to northwest Nebraska with my uncle Justin and some of his buddies. We're going to go hunt mule deer with a muzzleloader. So I am not a big fan of muzzleloaders. I don't know what it is. I've heard of people getting their thumbs blown off with muzzleloaders. I've heard of people, uh, what's that called? The the piece of the muzzleloader, the breech plug, I believe is what it's called. It's where it takes the cap of the muzzleloader. I've heard of those blowing out the back of the muzzleloader. I just don't feel safe while using a muzzleloader, but I have one. And when my uncle uh, was talking about this opportunity to go muzzleloader hunt, I was like, you know what? I probably won't be able to do this uh, hunt like this again. And um, let's finish out the last leg of the season really strong hunting a different state hunting a different species so we're going to go up there and spend seven days hunting mule deer with a muzzleloader tag so probably will be slouching a little bit on the podcast from in the next 10 days but hoping that that'll be fruitful when we go up to nebraska when we go up to northwest oklahoma on the guided hunts and able to lay down some really cool footage and just experience some new country and be able to to take it all in and god lord willing i would love to harvest me a mule deer uh, even though even though it's not the the velvet muley that i've dreamed of dreamed of shooting with my bow um a, a late season nebraska muzzle or mule deer would be freaking awesome i'd love to shoot one we're, i guess we're gonna do the buddy system up there i'm gonna pair up with my uncle and he's got six more friends they're gonna split up into pairs and go out and hopefully it's a a real fruitful hunt. I don't know anything about mule deer. So if any of the listeners of this podcast know anything about hunting mule deer or specifically hunting mule deer in, in Nebraska, Northwest Nebraska type of terrain, I'd love to love to pick your brain a little bit. If you could message me on maybe Facebook or Instagram, that'd be, that'd be really neat. But anyway, that's what we've got going on. I didn't want to leave you guys in the dark for the next, for a 20 or 30 day period. And, you know, you have you all wondering how our season's progressing. It's going well. We got a lot of cool things coming up in the next 10 days and that I'm really excited for. And hopefully those hunts are fruitful. But anyways, enough about future plans. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode, but I was I ordered some more of our camo leather patch hats as well as some Richardson 112s, all black with black leather patch and a silver HA I'm in the middle of that patch. But one of the things I thought would be really neat um, to do for the podcast 
would be if one of the if you want to leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify, if you could leave us a podcast review so we can get the message of the hunter's advantage to advance and preserve the sport of hunting. If, we, if you want to help get that message out to more people, leave us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify and send me a message on Instagram at Christian Babcock on Instagram when you're done leaving a rating and review and I will pick one of those people to send your choice, either a multi-cam leather patch HA hat or a Richardson 112 all black leather patch. I'll send one of those free of charge to your house if um, I'll pick one of those people randomly that leaves a rating review on the podcast and confirms it on Instagram. My inclination uh, initially is probably that a lot of people don't mind leaving a rating review, but they probably won't go through the process of sending me a message on Instagram to confirm it. So you probably got a pretty good chance of winning a, you know, a $25, $30 hat just by leaving us a rating and review, and I'd really appreciate it. And another thing, we're up to almost 2.8, almost 2,800 subs on YouTube. I know some of you guys are listening to the podcast aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, so I'd love if you guys would go over to YouTube um, at Hunter's Advantage on YouTube and subscribe and hit the bell notification. I was just editing a bunch of footage today, finished up a video from uh, for one of the hunts that we we did earlier in the year. It's that real crazy non-typical buck that I shot on October 15th. Finished that whole hunt up, and I'm going to start queuing those videos up on YouTube so you guys can um, watch them. This is an awesome episode. I actually just got the uh, jaw back from my taxidermist. He sent me a message and told me that he estimated that uh, deer to be seven and a half years old, which is easily the oldest deer that I've ever harvested and ever had the opportunity to shoot at. You know, I've seen a lot of five and a half year old deer, but harvested very few of them. Um, and to shoot a seven and a half year old deer was just really, really cool. And I was uh, excited about that. So that video is going to be coming up. A lot of cool stuff coming up on the the podcast and on our YouTube channel and just want to make sure that everybody's plugged in. And anyways, make sure leave us a rating review so I can get some of you guys uh, some hats out. I might even pick a couple winners if enough people enter. But thank you guys for listening to the Hunters Advantage podcast. I'm going to head out. It's 1051 on November 29th. I just, I wouldn't even plan on doing a podcast tonight, but I noticed that my wife was asleep and wanted, just wanted to record a quick episode. I got a lot of cool stuff coming up in the next 10 days. So I will see you after this Northwest Oklahoma and this Nebraska trip. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Hey guys, appreciate the listen to the Hunter's Advantage podcast. 